The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. An open heart is an open mind. When I grew up in San Francisco, I was very limited in my, let's say, choices in food. Um, I could pretty much say I lived off of hamburgers, French fries, maybe some chicken, um, and then the soul food on the weekends. That was pretty much, you know, all that I really tested in growing up. Well, when I moved to New York, New York is so, it's a, a potpourri of ethnicities and communities. And it was the first time that I had Indian food, the first time I had sushi, the first time. It was overwhelming, but I remember saying to myself, I'm never going to say I don't like something if I haven't tried it. At least I'm going to try it. So I kept my mind open to having new food experiences when I moved to New York. Don't limit yourself. Now, I'm not saying do anything like drastic or daredevilish. I'm just saying, try something new and enjoy. Today, I will try something new and keep an open mind. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I am beyond honored to have to be in the presence of this legendary actor, theater, award-winning, nominated, television, film, and this new project that I really want to jump into, The Killing of Kenneth Chamberlain, riveting, riveting. So I want you guys to stand up and put your hands together for the legendary actor, Mr. Frankie Faison. Woo! Yes! Thank you. (laughs) 
I am with one hand. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I am in awe of you and no, no, no. Let me take you back. Let me take you back. (laughs) Okay. So a quick story, born and raised San Francisco, moved here 38 years ago with $200 and one way ticket in a trunk. So theater was my life in San Francisco. And so I moved here and I was like, I got accepted to NYU. And I was like, theater. And I realized I couldn't afford the Broadway tickets. So mm. I saw all the second halves of Broadway because oh. I snuck in at intermission and just migrated yeah. with the folks, right? But yeah. Fences, mm. I not only saw the play in full, but I was blessed to see it every single Wednesday with wow. Mr. Robert Earl Jones. James. No, his dad. Oh, his dad? His dad. Oh, where? Well, he would take me every Wednesday to see James. And so he sat on the board of my friend's theater company in Brooklyn. And we were so cool. He was like, Tracy, come see Fences. I was like, I'm there. So every Wednesday, I saw you. Okay. (laughs) I saw you. And you became one of the best friends in my head because you went beyond your job, you know, to touch us. I believe as a casting director, as a coach, I believe if you believe. And every Wednesday you made me believe and the way you evolved and continued and the passion and the Man, I'm just telling you, (laughs) you have been a friend in my head and then full circle, right? So you're on the show, but full circle with Oz Scott, I was on New York Undercover and he directed the episode and I thanked him because without him, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, he's a good buddy, classmate of mine. We went to school together. Yeah. (laughs) So that's my edited version, Mr. Faison. (laughs) That is a beautiful thing. You got me, but you threw me a little bit when you said you saw it with Robert Earl Jones. Yeah. You actually were with Robert Earl yes. Jones. Yes. Yeah. And you know, he, he was really... close to seven feet. Oh, my God. He lived um, at that time on 42nd Street in the oh, Actors Building. Manhattan. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, Manhattan, whatever it is. All the yeah. artists live there. Yeah. And and That's just have followed you ever since. And it's so cool that, like, there's mutual friends that we have. And, you know, I'm like, oh. getting closer to Mr. Faisal, getting closer to yeah. Mr. Faisal. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it, it really is an honor to have you here. Oh, I just have a plethora of questions. But to have you here, I said that story because you have such a respect for the craft. Like, you know, I grew up with... When I came to New York, Adolf Caesar, Negro Ensemble Company, National mm-hmm. Black Theater, Tunde yeah. Samuels, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. where does that come from? Well, you know, for me, that passion and spirit started when I was about nine years old, I think, because I would always, I was drawn to Sidney Poitier because he was the only person really of color that we could really see as a as a role model in a way, even though there were other great actors. And uh, then I just began to do theater from a very young age in Newport News, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I always knew that that's what I wanted to do. But I always knew that in order to do it, I needed to have good training mm-hmm. to be the best be because you can't just drop out of the car and just start acting and be good, you know, be fly right. by night. You would be fly by night. Right. So, I mean, I had a, a long training period of at least 15 years or more. Mm. And so when I finally stepped out into the real world in 1971, 50 years ago, I was ready. I was armed with all the ammunition I needed. And also the seriousness that is needed to find the integrity that I would always search for and look for in all the work 
that I would do. And also to serve as a role model for those who are younger coming up after me as those who were ahead of me had served as a role model for me. You mentioned James Earl Jones and Fences. When I first came to New York in 1968, Mm -hmm. I got to see the legendary um, Ruby D every evening because I was studying at the Circle in Square. Okay. And they did this play called Bozeman and Lena by Athel Fugard. And I got to see them every single day. And it was every performance. And that was, you know, that was like really the thing that uh, made me just infuse me with even more of a a need to take this journey and take it in a very serious way. So I'm very, um, I've always had that integrity and that commitment, you know, and I think that I always will. You know, it's um, because I love theater. And I love the art yeah. of acting and I love actors because I think that we bring so much to the world. So when I was casting early in my casting career, I used to always say to actors that, you know, without you, nothing happens. Right. My job is to find you. Yeah. So without you, I don't have a gig. Right. And words are not going to be spoken. You know what I mean? So there's a power in that. And there's also what I really love in hearing you is the responsibility that you have as well. And not everybody is comfortable embracing it, owning it, speaking the truth of it. And that's what I feel just jumping into (laughs) the killing of Kenneth Chamberlain. Man, like your body of work, consistent body of work, right? Every character, that's what it is, integrity. That's what, you know, the word that we could define and now I can use. But this, Mr. Faison, the trailer took my breath away. Mm -hmm. This piece is like, I think is a culmination of everything. And I think that's true with me and just about everything that I do, but it grows and grows and grows. And it's it's a combination of all the different life experiences, all the different roles I've played in there. And they all were able to find their way through this man, Kenneth Chamberlain. And to me, it is truly a piece that was so exhausting and so needed that I yeah. think it's, you know, I feel like it is a, um, I mean, I, I've done some amazing roles, but this one embodies mm-hmm. everything Ooh. up to that point. I agree. And with my history and everything else included, it just um, it just took me by surprise. I was overwhelmed when I delved into this job and I was overwhelmed when I finished it. And I'm overwhelmed now as we begin to allow this film to be shared with other people, the public, you know, at large. So it's uh, it's 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 yeah. I mean, I just the only thing I can think of is exhaust as I'm going on a tour kind of talking about this film to different people, every time I talk to someone, the exhaustion comes back to me because I have to put myself in that place if I'm going to honestly speak to you about my experience there. And it's uh, just total, total exhaust. I mean, that role consumed me, you know, and still, it's still in me. I mean, roles never leave. They're always there. Right. But this one is right. a very dominant place in, in, in my heart and in my life at this stage, you know, of my career. Right. The first thing I thought after I saw the trailer was fences. That's the first for me, my experience, because that was the your training ground like that was in the beginning. And I said to myself, this role just accumulates all this body of work. And this the thing that I think is, first of all, you didn't see your cast. You heard your cast through the other side of a door. Yeah. 
And what took me in the trailer was how did it escalate from this precious man that I felt like, right? Who seemed quite innocent to me to the venom of breaking down with hatchets and just coming into what? Yeah. To harm you for what? You don't know me. Mm -hmm. It's true. And and for you to go through that journey, because I would imagine as the audience, that's the journey we got to come through. I wasn't doing that. I just fell asleep accidentally. You're caught unaware. It's like it's something that comes at you. You have no idea. It comes from nowhere. You just have a normal day and all of a sudden, bam, it hits you smack dead in the face. And then you have to deal with it. And you don't. The only thing you can use to deal with it is honesty. It's the honesty yeah. of, your, of your feelings of what's going on with you. And that's, that's what I felt about Kenneth Chamberlain and portraying him. He's basically, right. look, leave me alone. I'm okay. And you don't have a right to do this or to do that. So just go right. away. How many times did he say, just, you're not coming into my home. Leave. He said it. I mean, it, we, we, we counted them. I mean, it's... Wow. You know, unimaginable the number of times he said that. Leave. You're not coming into my house. And then the things just kept coming at him in waves and waves. And the thing he can do is respond when someone is coming at you like that. And you use all the best self-defense mechanisms that you know of. And he had military training, but he's like, he's like, you know, late 60s. And, you know, you're confronted by, I understand Whenever I see any of these situations with uh, young men being overwhelmed by police and police sitting on top of them or on the neck, or and I understand that because in this film, we actually had to do it, even though it was in a controlled environment. And I felt right. pressure of, of men, four or five men on me, holding me down. And you would cry out for anything. It's just, uh, right. it's, it's real. And I think that this film hopefully will help people to understand that better and even law enforcement to have a better understanding of how this is not necessary because all right. they had to do was go away. I mean, the work, the, you know, the, the, they said, they even got the phone call saying he is okay. It was an accident. Go away and leave him alone. But that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. And then it became a challenge, a challenge between right. the police officers out there and him. And they're saying, we're going to come into your house and we're going to see you. So open the door. Whether you want it or not. And that um, military, he's a veteran. I would have to imagine that just in tapping into that, I don't know what his background was in military, but that must have been how it felt to have these police officers. You know what I mean? Like just in terms of, you know, um, in understanding that experience with my family members that, you know, people, um, we all don't think alike. We all don't react to the pandemic. Great. Or, you know, um, it's cool. You know what I mean? So um, I think that for me, the isolation of you on the other side of that door just felt so important to tell this story because that's how a lot of people were during the pandemic. They were alone. Yeah. And that's a very good point. And the thing also is that this film I shot 10 days Mm. and all of my stuff was shot first because it was, you know, financial. They didn't have a lot, a lot of money. Although 
see it and see in the film is just so beautifully done. Everybody came. It was a, you know, a, a labor of love from everyone. Yeah. But I'm on that side yeah. of the door for 10 days, shoot all my stuff and shoot me out. And then they turned around and went on the other side. I was gone. I wasn't even there. But right. I had to react to the voices on the other side. Sometimes it would be, you know, an assistant director reading. Sometimes wow. a cast member reading. But, you know, and, and eventually when they finally burst through the door and then I got uh -huh. to take everybody, that was that was very, very revealing and interesting for me as an actor, too. But for those 10 yeah. days of isolation, there it was. It's just me in this room with the uh, mm -hmm. cameramen, camera operators. And we shot it with three cameras. It was sort of like a dance. Everybody's <laughs> dancing around each other. Yeah. They, wanted it. they wanted the documentary kind of um, sensation to give. Right. And those cameramen, God bless them, they were just fabulous. Mm -hmm. You know, we never got in each other's way. And um, it was it was it was like truly one of the most exhausting Ooh. beginning to middle to end think, projects that I've ever done. You know, and I'm just very um, <laughs> bravo. Uh, no, yeah. because when I feel like my attention is 150 percent focused on the stage play or the TV show or movie, I'm no longer in my casting head, my producer head, my director head, my writer head. I'm not, I'm, I'm present in this moment. And I was present in the trailer and just blown away, just um, your work. And I, I wanted you to tell the actors because, you know, we live in an age and you know, we said it, electronics, instant gratification. And I've run across some students in my day who think training is, you know, they may need it. They may not. Um, I, I know you have had some experiences as well. What do you say to those actors? Because again, your body of work created this, to me, a very monumental piece of work. And I can't wait until September 17th to see this. You have to give us all the information because we are plugging, plugging, plugging. Yeah. But what was the preparation like? Um, and especially since it's a true story. Whew. Well, you know, it's interesting because this whole story was recorded by the uh, unit that he was wearing around his neck, uh, the uh, first alert. Oh. You could hear his cries of this and that and that. Now, when I was presented this script, I didn't know anything about Kenneth Chamberlain, nothing at mm -hmm. all. I was just presented this script and this story and the fact that these producers and writers, they wanted me to do this. So I read it. And when I read it, I was instantly drawn in. I said, this character, I know. This character, I can play. This character, I want to do. So mm. I trusted all of that. And when I went in and started working, I mean, they gave me some background on who this guy, of course, you got to do that. But I never right. listened to any of those tapes. I didn't want to mm -hmm. hear those sounds. Oh. I wanted this to be a pure, organic experience for yeah. me to find and discover what it would be like to be in this situation. And when his family members saw that, and when P friends see that, they say, my God, it's like seeing our father, our wow. friend. I went back and listened to it about two or three weeks after mm -hmm. we finished filming. And I was amazed myself. I said, wow, that, that is very close to, because those sounds, they are universal. They are singular to a situation. And no matter who you are, if you're in a situation like that and the truth is there, it's going to come out. So I trusted the writing. The writer, he did an amazing job. Wow. You know that old adage? Yes, David Medell. Yes. Medell. And like I was saying, you know the old adage, uh, they tell actors, uh, uh, just say your lines and don't bump into the furniture. 
That's right. <laughs> that was my, I mean, and that's always been my go-to thing in all the things I do because I really trust the writers. And if it's not there in the writing, I'm not going to be able to get there as an actor. It's a collaboration, of course, but it's got to be there in the writing for me to be able to get to the places that I need to get to. And it was there, and that was my preparation. You know, I've studied all kinds of methods, and, you know, like I said, mm-hmm very intense uh, training period. But yeah. this is the first project that I've, I don't really feel like I need to be in character 100% all the time, especially on a set or an, I, I don't need that. Once this mm-hmm. has visited me and gotten into my spirit, into my soul, I can find him. He's there. All I have to do my work is to just push everything else out of the way and let that character come forward. And so, but this right. is the first time because it was such a short shoot, 10 days, and it was so intense, we didn't have time for anything yeah. to do this work. I stayed with this character pretty much all the time that I was on the set. Now, I could come out of it and say, you know, yeah, give me a cup of coffee, give me an egg sandwich or something like that. But he was right. very present with me in a way that I had mm-hmm. never experienced before. And I don't think that it's, ne- like I say, it, you find your own way into characters and into into developing a character, into working in a project. And my way has never been because I like to talk to people. I like to, you know, I like to have fun. But I, yeah, trust the, nice. I trust the fact that, hey, when I need him, he is there and I'll open the door yeah. and I'll go. So that was that was pretty much my preparation and the way that I worked through um this character in this in this film. It is absolute again, I saw the trailer. <laughs> okay. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. There is I have such a high regard, such a respect for acting. Leaving San Francisco, I, prior to leaving, I was working on a play called Generations that was produced by Mr. Ozzie Davis and Miss Ruby D. Right. And so that brought me out to New York along with NYU. But one of the things that was really great, there's a discipline that I was able to learn being around theater that I don't feel that television and film give you because cut line you know, and I mean, we don't know you messed up unless you let us know. Right. Right. You know, I just, I I am so full with your wisdom and your passion and your commitment because it shows in your body of work. I knew this was going to happen and I was going to be sad, but we just got a five minute warning. Okay. So if you could just drop us some jewels, some tips, whatever it is, Mr. Faison, you think that these actors need to know, just bless us. Well, one thing you, you mentioned the fact that, you know, the disciplines you get in theater are sometimes a little different, you know, the way in which you use them in film and television and that, but people are always young people, young actors always ask me, you know, like, how do you act in front of the camera for television? How do you do it for film? How do you do it for theater? Is it different? To me, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm uh, I'm unaware or something. To me, the discipline is the mm-hmm. same. The only difference is you are make adjustments because if I'm playing to an audience of 300 or 1,000 people, 500 people, I'm going to have to use my instrument a lot more to project, project, project. But if I'm playing right. to a small one-on-one television or a film thing, then it can be quieter. But it still has to have the same intensity. The acting disciplines right. don't change. They never change. And so as long as you have that 
that kind of discipline, I think that you will be able to move forward and act in anything that comes along, be it, be it film, be it television, be it commercials, be it radio voiceovers. And I've done all of those. And I think that that's another wisdom or pearl that I like to pass on is be diverse. Be diverse in the things mm-hmm. that you do as an actor, because one thing can dry up and you need to have right. the ability to go to another thing while you're still using your instrument that you've trained with your right. life to make money, to, 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 to pay your rent, to do all this and do that. So be diverse. Exactly. Take advantage of all the opportunities that come along. And there are many. And also, one last thing I would like to say is don't ever feel like one door closes and another mm. will not open. Because mm-hmm. if one door closes, that's just one door that closes. This is a big marketplace. You know, as long as you have integrity and talent and discipline in all the things that you do, I think that that door over there, it will open. Many times in my career, I've gone up (laughs) to something, wanted it so badly, I ate. And when I didn't get it, I was like, oh, oh. But right on the other side of that, there was something that came along that I felt was more right, that was better for me. And so don't be discouraged by your failures because those failures can lead to your successes. And as an actor, you got to fail sometimes. If you don't fail, then you're not taking any risks. And if you're not taking any risks, you know, your payback is going to be minimalistic at most. So those are a few of the things that I like to um, share with people, especially youngsters or, or people in the business, you know, to know and to do. And also to know that, you know, there is no right or wrong, no good or bad, no best or worst you know, you go out there, you do what you can do, have something else that's important in your life. And that way you won't be so dependent on the need of other people to say, <laughs> I approve you to do this. I've always believed in life, family, kids, um, extracurricular activities. You know, I love to cook. I love sports, oh. you know, but those are my passions. And those are things that I can do when I'm not, you know, on my downtime. So have something else in your life that's very meaningful to you. And go spy, <laughs> go see this film, The Killing of Kenneth Chamberlain. It's like it, um, I would love to hear, see the reactions of people after, because every time an audience sees this film, it's so quiet you can hear a pin drop. And people mm-hmm. are just so incensed at, at what they've just witnessed. Un- mm-hmm. Believable. This happened to this man over 10 years ago. So he defeated wow. all of the George Floyds and, and all of the other Black Lives Matter events that have come, you know, and not to say that yeah. there weren't other instances that preceded him, but this is 10 years and they're still trying to prosecute those police officers who did, you know, who were still. who were involved in the process. Yes, still, still. A new case is just coming up before a new um, district attorney in, in White Plains in that area. So hopefully they, you know, the families will get the satisfaction that they need. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So uh, Through your voice, yeah. through your voice and that and your power, because I feel like two things. One, I'm so happy the story is being told because there's so many stories like this that we don't know about. And two, kudos to you for just decades of solid, consistent, inspiring, motivating, just outstanding work. Um, this is why you've been a friend in my head since 1983. Um, well, so. personally, that means, yeah. that means, I mean, those words, they mean a tremendous amount to me because that's what, I mean, those are the things that I work towards in my life, in my career. And to hear that I'm succeeding on, on a level, it just, 
it feels it makes my God rest her soul makes my mom proud. It makes her happy, mm. you know. Mm. You know that, mm. so. And still doing it, Mr. Faison, still doing it. That is just everybody get up. This is what I said earlier. Get up and put your hands together. <laughs> I'm so full and I feel so blessed because Mr. Faison is going to stay with us for our next segment, you know, class and session. So we will be back with the spirited actor with me, Tracy Moore and the amazing, phenomenal Mr. Frankie Faison. Thank you. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back to the Spirited After podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and you are still blessed to have Mr. Frankie Faze on with us. And we're moving into class and session. You know how we do this. We have Spirit Actor alumni, and I'm going to have Elsa Lathan. I'm going to push her out, and she's going to introduce to you our Spirited Actor alumni who are going to be doing a scene. And once the scene is over, then Mr. Frankie Faison will give you guys some jewels, something to walk away with. Okay. Whenever you're ready, Elsa. Yes, this morning we have the pleasure of three of our Spirited Actor alumni with us. We have Lamonte Slaughter, and we have Tarek Mudu, and of course we have our own Jalisa Capri, who's going to read the direction for us. As always, our scene is written by our other Spirited Actor podcast and Spirited Actor class alumni, Leanne Amato. Yes, shout out for Leanne. She isn't here, but she's always here. Um. (laughs) Okay. So you guys on action, Jaleesa, you can begin and action. Worth the hit written by Leon Amato. Exterior, Mike's front door, night. Luke rings the bell and waits for someone to open the door. He looks uncomfortable and nervous, yet humble. Mike opens the door. The young men smirk at each other. Luke pounds his heart, expressing thanks and love. They hug. I don't know what to say, but thank you. Understood. You don't have to say anything, man. Uh, I could have lost it all had you not. I know. That's why I did. You have a lot more going for yourself than I do. It's the least I could do. I'm sorry I even got you involved in this shit. You know, it was all my idea, and now you got to take the hit. I don't know how to thank you. Nah, man, I needed the money too, and you know, it sounded good. So it was my loss, and I know what you got going on with your daughter. This will ruin it. It definitely cost you that job at school. How did you even have time to think of that? They ran up on us so fast. Your daughter's face flashed before my eyes, B, and I knew what I had to do. Caught a lit, trying to afford a lawyer, and now it's going to cost me another one. I can't catch it, wait. She's so stressed out. If I don't get my daughter, I'll never see her again. Look, one thing I do know is that you're going to wind up with Isabella. You've done everything you can do to clean things up and show yourself worthy of raising her. I mean, my boy's going to be a damn gym teacher now. Come on, man. Listen, never have I seen anybody love their kid the way you do. You won't read from that, big. Thank you, fam. And look, I'm going to make sure you straight believe that. Listen, don't worry about me, bro. You'll make me happy once I see you with your little girl. And besides, one of us had to tighten up eventually. She's worth it. I love you, brother. Love you, mom, man. Come on inside. Mom's making a peach cobble. They shake hands and Mike waves him into the house. See. Wow, nice job, you guys. Okay, Mr. Faison, I'm throwing it to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, I've missed it. Well, one thing for sure is that, you know, whenever you do these things on the uh, line, the Zoom or whatever, it always seems that there's a bit of a disconnect just from the fact that 
you know, you're dealing with something uh, electronic or whatever. I wanted to say, uh, first of all, that the young lady who read the uh, stage directions did an excellent job because she she was very con very passionate and connected to it, and she was a part of it. It wasn't like someone over here, I'm doing the reading, well, they do this, they do that, they do this. She was like, it, you know, it, it became a part of her, you know, just that whole experience, so kudos. And the young fellows, the young men playing this, it's, it's the, the thing, the only thing that I can say that I observed is sometimes that when you're waiting to say your line after the other person because it's it's Zoom or whatever, you have to find out your comfort zone, find a place that makes you comfortable, that allows you to extend that thought, whatever you're saying, until it connects to the person on the other side. You know, it's like um, if you're saying, I feel your pain and that's the end of your line, then you've got to keep that active for the other person until he comes back in with his line and, and you know, and, and the camera, the switch comes forward. But other than that, I mean, I think it's, it's like it's very difficult, very difficult thing to do to maintain it. And I think the one thing to do is another thing you can do in that, in that way, especially because everybody's doing all these podcasts, these Zoom or this yeah. stuff. The one thing yeah. you can do is, is to come in on top of things because you are not actually coming in on top of it. It may seem like you are. So Q, mm -hmm. Q, Q, Q has got to be right there because you don't, if you leave too much air in there, then the mm -hmm. audience has a chance to be distracted. And then you have mm -hmm. to bring them back into it, to it once again. So not knowing anything about, you know, what's going to happen further with these men and this situation just from what I got I think they both gave it a lot of they gave it a lot of commitment and 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 they were very compassionate about the things that they were saying and doing but I think that the only thing that got in the way was the zoom zoom thing so but next time like I said when you have that next time just try to keep the just keep the idea moving forward even though it stopped even your line is stopped you know I want to you know, I want some ice cream. It stops, but you got to keep it going until the guy receives it and says, no, you can't have it. Let's move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. That's all I can And I enjoy watching it. I always, in, I always enjoy seeing actors work, you know, and just the work is never done. And I love to see it. Never. In you. Yeah. So that's all. Never done. On that. Oh, my heart is sad. It is over, Mr. Faison. However, this is a new beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to thank you from my friend, Kevin Harewood, who spoke to April, who connected, you know, us to you. I am just grateful and trusting the process. And I'm so glad I got a chance to tell you my story uh, and you not even know. Yeah, so that's, lovely. that's how you affect people. <laughs> <laughs> 38 years this year, wow. I've been in New York City. So this is my home. So you know what? I do want to extend another invitation to you because I want to watch the film when everyone else watches it on September 17th. You know, we'll reach out and see if you have some time to come back on because I already know how this film is going to resonate with me and how it's going to change. It's another shift in the direction of healing that is uncomfortable 
but we got to do this. Yeah. We have to do this. Yeah. So thank you for doing the killing of Kenneth Chamberlain. And we are here to support you in any way we can, Mr. Frankie Faison. Thank you. I, I just want to say once again, I want everybody to applaud, stand up, please, for the legendary, outstanding, amazing, just um, you experienced it here, Mr. Frankie Faison. Thank you so much, Mr. Faison. Oh, and whew, we will be back with the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. Thank you. I'm going to give you some love. That's what I'm going to do. And now it's time to give love. So growing up in San Francisco in the 60s was like really exciting, right? We had Haight-Ashbury, we had hippies, we had um, all type of sort of monumental events that happened in San Francisco. And one of the things that was consistent was, you know, whether it was through a Coca-Cola commercial, Love, Peace and Soul, or through the music with Earth, Wind and Fire... I just pretty much grew up with like this chill energy, right? And this energy of just really believing and trusting that everything was always going to work out. So when I got on the plane, August 15th, 1983, with the one-way ticket to New York, I wasn't concerned about the gangs. I wasn't concerned that my dreams were not not going to come true. I just figured I had to meet some people, work, study, be confident in my craft, whatever it is that I was choosing to do here. And more importantly, trusting the process and timing. We need to trust the other side, right? Because we know that side of, oh, I don't know if I'm enough. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. But what about that side of, yeah, you can do this. Yeah, you got this. Yeah, you're going to be all right. No, you're going to be all right. Everything is going to work out for the best. We have to learn that. And every time you see yourself or feel yourself going over to the other side, I'm not good enough. This is not stop, delete, cancel, and go back to the other side. No, this can't be the role for me. And if this is not the role, then there's something else out there for me. But trust the process and know it's all in time. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues 
pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.